Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus every day Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. As always, my name is Paul Abernathy, and welcome to the podcast. So today's podcast, we're going to do another 2020 change, uh, just to be aware of it, because I think this was a pretty good change in order to make clarity to something that we started doing in the 2017 code and 2020 code, we, we clarify it. Of course, there's plenty of other ones that I don't know that we cleared up very well but this one I think we did so this one has to do with meeting rooms so y'all remember back in the 2017 code uh, we had the introduction of 210.71 which is dealing with meeting rooms the whole concept was that it really started with believe it or not the owners of the building uh, and designers really didn't have anything in the code that mandated receptacles in meeting rooms and of course we had some Criteria we had to meet in order to qualify. So we're talking meeting rooms that were 1,000 square feet or less. And we weren't talking about big conference centers, although if it did have partitions that you could break it down into the smallest denominator, all those rooms that were 1,000 square feet or less would have to qualify for this rule because that would really constitute a meeting room, not a, a conference center, you know, different meeting rooms. And again, we're not talking about things like uh, the Starbucks, which is a, an intended as a coffee house. People meet there, but that's not what we're trying to achieve with this, this rule. Um, this is basically uh, non-dwelling applications, commercial applications where we have meeting rooms. And uh, this is where, you know, typically, um, again, other than dwelling, and any, any room in a dwelling could be a meeting room for your family meeting, if you will, but not what we're talking about. Okay, so um, we're not really talking about things like uh, Starbucks or a big conference center, a uh, big auditorium that really doesn't have the ability to break it down into actual meeting rooms. The seating is not indicative of a meeting type of environment uh, where you need your receptacles for laptops and things like that. Okay, so th- that's what we're trying to deal with. We're also not talking about things like school rooms, which are necessarily not meeting rooms. Uh, schools and uh, high schools and things like that. That's not really what we're we're after. Uh, we're after really the meeting rooms that are in the uh, commercial application 
uh, and things like that, or any room that's de designated as an official type of meeting room. Um, and so what you've got is you've got some informational notes that say, you know what, there's some examples of rooms that are not meeting rooms, and it says auditoriums, school rooms, and coffee houses. It wasn't really designed to apply this to, to into schools, if you will. Okay, so uh, rather than saying what they really mean is that they're really talking about office buildings and other things that are related to that that are non-dwelling related. But we're going to leave out things like auditorium. It's, it's really not designed for that. Uh, there's no way that you could do that. Now, that's not to say that in hotel motels that you have this big conference area, uh, but then it has area, rooms that are off to the side that are breakout rooms, and we have that all the time. Uh, we just got back from I got back from Vegas, and you've got your big conference centers, but then you've got your breakout rooms where you would have meetings. And if the meet if those rooms apply to this uh, rule, and they're a thousand square feet or less that application, then I would you know we can kick this bad boy into play. But um, other than that, that's what this rule is all about. Now the change. Now, in 2017, it was 210.71, and that's where it made its entry. But it kind of was after the the application of, uh, I guess, uh, lighting and additional locations for lighting. And this rule is about receptacles, so it's kind of misplaced. So, in the 2020 code, it got bumped backwards or forward into 210.65 rather than 210.71. And so, with that said, 210.71 disappears uh, if anything comes up later, it can it can go there. But now it's moved it over where it needs to be uh, in 210.65. Good thing is if we have any other needs for receptacle items, there's a 210.68 still available, 66 is still available, 67 is still available, 69. So we got room, okay? So don't worry about that. All right, now so let's talk a little bit about what kind of changed uh, in this application. Now the original part didn't change. Uh, when it comes to setting up the the prerequisite for it, it still says each meeting room of not more than a thousand square feet in other than dwelling units, so it makes that clear, shall have outlets for non-locking type, that's your standard 125 volt, 15 or 20 amp receptacles. Uh, it says the outlets shall be installed in accordance with 21065B, and of course we'll look at B in a second. It's just giving us the lay of the land here in the charging statement. It says, where a room or space is provided with movable, par movable partitions, each room shall be determined with the partitions in the position that results in the smallest size meeting room. So, uh, again, if, uh, if the room is 2,000 square feet open, but it has partitions and it breaks it down into 1,000 square feet each side, then each side have to meet this provision. Okay? Um, so that's one of the things. Now, if it's 3,000 square feet and one side breaks down to 1,000, but the other side's into 2,000, then it doesn't apply to the 2,000, but it would apply to the 1,000 square foot or less part of the building or the room. Okay, So that's kind of giving you an idea how that goes. Now, that is no change from 2017. That's the way it was in 2017. Uh, in a nutshell, what's really changed is there was a little bit of some wording problems uh, in the 210.71 when it was in the 2017 code, most notably when it came to how do you determine how many receptacles you need. Uh, the problem was that in the previous one, it says that you would install these receptacles uh, in accordance 
with two ten fifty two A one through A four, which gave the notion that you're going to have to meet some kind of six foot, twelve foot rule and space them on this fixed wall, just like you would in a in a dwelling. Uh, and really, what was they were trying to do is to give you a way to come up with a number of receptacles you need, uh, and based on the fixed wall. And of course, then the second part was based on the floor space that you have. So they were trying to come up with an overall number, but the way it implied it was that, you know what? You're going to have to space it around these fixed walls, very similar to what you would do in 21052A1 through A4 for like a dwelling. And that wasn't the intent. And we know this because if you go back and look at public inputs, public comments, uh, it wasn't geared towards using the actual spacing rule, okay? But in the 2020 code, they made it clear, so they added a very important word. And I want to read this to you. It says, and I'm in 210.65B, and I'll read you B. That way you have the context of what we're talking about. It's receptacle outlets that are required, okay? It says the total number of receptacle outlets, including floor outlets and receptacle outlets and fixed furniture, shall not be less than determined in one and two. Okay, so you have to add one and two. So prior to this, it was slightly confusing in the application and how you do it, but it's still required, determined in one and two, it come up with an overall number. But how they clarified it, let's talk about the fixed wall. So we're going to calculate the room, and we're going to assume now it's, it's a thousand square feet or less meeting room. It says... The required number of receptacles, so that is new for the 2020, making it clear that we're trying to achieve a number here. It says the the required number of receptacle outlets shall be determined. So the word determined was was placed in there uh, because it's important because in the 2017 code, it didn't say that. In the 2017 code, it says the receptacle outlets shall be installed in accordance with. That was not the intent. Now, the followers of the code that want to do it black and white, and, and, and sometimes I am in that category uh, because I hold you know people accountable for what they actually put on paper, uh, then I'm saying, well, you know, we know the intent, but if I'm following the letter of the code, then I want you to install them in accordance with 21052A1 through A4. And you know, and that really wasn't the intent. The intent was to come up with an actual number. Okay. So determined in accordance with 21052A1. Do A4. Now that is the measurements and coming up with the determination of okay, I need, I have a break in the wall, I have a fixed cabinet, or, or I might have something that's going to break up the space, but I need to come up with a number. So I'm counting around the fixed walls and I'm going from the end, I'm going six feet, there's a receptacle. Then I go 12 feet, that's another receptacle. Then I can go another 12 feet, that's another receptacle. It depends on how your wall lays out around the room, whether you have any breaks you have in it or whatnot, but we're only talking about the fixed walls, not the partition wall. Okay, so you come up with a number, and you write that number down, and that's your first number. Now, it also goes on to say, and it said this in the 2017 code, but it reminds you, you know, you're not really, and this is how we knew the intent in the 17 code was not to place them in accordance with uh, the requirements of 210.52A1 through A4. We knew this because in the very next line, it would tell you they can be placed anywhere the designer wants them to be. So we knew that that the two conflicted with each other. So in the 2020 code, it says, all right, look, that's how you come up with the number. And then it goes on to say in the last line, it says the receptacle outlet shall be permitted to be located as determined by the installer, designer, 
or building owner, wherever you want them to be in those fixed walls, it's up to you. If you want to group them all in one location, that's fine. Not practical, but you could do that if you want. So that's your first count. The next thing you have to look at is the floor outlets, which is going to add to your number. So in the second part here, in two, it says a meeting room with any floor dimensions that is 12 feet or greater in any direction. Now this is important because in the 2017 code, it really didn't make you think that we were only talking about a square room or rectangular room. And this makes it clear that it doesn't really matter what the room is, whether it's round or triangle, it doesn't matter. It's in any dimension, okay? All we're trying to determine is that the floor dimension that is 12 feet or greater in any of those dimensions that you measure across it, okay? Uh, it's going to give you that. So if it is a room with any floor dimension that is 12 feet or greater in any direction and that has a floor area of at least 215 square feet shall have at least one floor receptacle outlet. Okay, so it could be the floor receptacle outlet itself or at least one floor outlet to serve receptacles located, uh, serve receptacles located at a distance not, so, not less than six feet from any fixed wall for each 215 square feet or major portion of floor space. So what's important here is that it is giving you that allowance to say, well, you can put the receptacle in the floor or you can put an outlet in the floor that's going to hardwire into, say, fixed furniture that's going to have receptacle outlets located in the fixed furniture. So it's giving you two, two reasons here. It says you can put that floor receptacle in there or you can have it designed so that you have a, a floor outlet, okay, which doesn't necessarily say receptacle outlet, it just says floor outlet. And we know that there's all, a bunch of different types of outlets. In this case, we're looking for a place to pull power from for this fixed furniture. So this is what gives you this ability to have you the more options here to do this. And so it kind of clarified it because it did talk about fixed furniture in the previous, but it added confusion to people in the 2017. That's pretty clear. You put the receptacle in the floor or you put an outlet in the floor that allows you to connect to the fixed furniture that might have integrated receptacles in it and meet this rule. Because again, the total count is the culmination of B1 and B2, okay? So if my floor area is 215 square feet, and I've already done my count for my fixed wall, then I need one for the floor area, that, and it's 215 square feet, then I need another one. Now, the interesting thing about it is, it's gotta be six feet from the wall, can't be closer, because it needs to be out, because again, egress and tripping over it, and again, to be honest with you, from me who spend a lot of time in these meeting rooms, uh, it's always an issue with the projector and getting that out there in the floor. So uh, most of the people that are going to design this are going to know where they want to put that floor in. But what's interesting about this is if you have more than 215 square foot or a major portion of floor space, and what is a major portion? It's 215 square feet, and a major portion with that would be any amount over 50% of that. So in this case... Uh, 107 and a half, for example, would be considered a major portion, okay? But for each 215 square feet, so if I had uh, two 215 square foot portions, then I would need two floor receptacles and I'd add those to my count. Now we know where to put the floor ones in. They can be anywhere as long as they're at least six feet from the fixed wall. And the other ones in my count, which was in accordance with 21065B1, 
can be anywhere on that fixed wall I want it to be. Anywhere I want it to be. Okay. So, and the other thing to remember here is say I've got uh, 215 plus 107 and a half, then I'm still going to need two because that's a major portion. Okay. So I'm going to have two and I've still got to put it in the floor. So um, if I had 260, for example, square feet of floor area, then I'm only going to need one because the additional amount that's over 215 is not a major major portion of any floor space. Okay, it'd have to go over an additional 107 and a half in order to be um, a, a, what I'd consider a major portion. Okay, of floor space. All right. Uh, let's see here. So that you know, be obviously surprising or not, that that's it. Now, where did this came? This came for cuz building owners, business owners, people. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I've gone to many meetings where we have used relocatable power taps and we have daisy chained those things just because that's just what they've done. And we don't set up the rooms, and I'm not the one that's going to go in there waving my hand saying, that's not what a relocatable power tap is all about. You know what? We just get done, and you know you all do it. So, But that that's not what they're rated for. So, But anyway... Um, this is going to give us potentially at least more more receptacles. Uh, be honest with you, um, the rules should probably change a little bit because even if you have the walls, because in most of the rooms the walls are a little further away from the table, you still got extension cords. You still have things that are running across the floor that could be a trip hazard in the in the path around it. I, you know, I, I think that more should be in the fixed furniture. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I think that more should probably more more effort should be on the floor receptacles uh, to getting them out there where the tables might be. I think it really has to be something that's thought of in a design, uh, and maybe maybe the code doesn't dictate that. It gives you the ability to do that. I'm just saying um, things that you look at. I know that in many cases I do have room meeting rooms that do have adequate numbers of receptacles around the fixed wall, uh, but. You still have the people that are that are running the, the extension cords or whatever, and they're not taping them down. They're running across the any egress path that might be around the tables and all that. I mean, it become a trip hazard, and that was the whole intent, uh, and to offer you enough receptacles to get the job done. Um, doesn't solve 100% of it, but it, it does get you more receptacles in the meeting room, and that's what we're after. But most of the meeting rooms I'm involved with do have tables, and I think you're probably more served if you actually put the receptacles out towards the center of the room and then had the cords that were to come from it back to the table would keep it away from the part of the desk that the seat is at that you're moving in and out and the people have to pass around it. So again, that's going to have to be a lot to do with the design. And yes, I, I have not sent any public input on that. I don't want to touch it. I'm just saying those that are in code panel two want to deal with that. Think about the actual use of our meeting rooms and and where these tables are put and where the receptacles will probably serve more use than in the walls. Um, we can agree to disagree. That's all good. I'm just saying. I spent a lot of time in the freaking meeting rooms and, and their extension cords and whatever run into those wall receptacles and doesn't doesn't decrease the, uh, the trip potential or the... All right, that's enough of that. I know I'm going to... People don't like when I rant, I guess. Anyway, so... That's it for today, folks. We are just talking about the change to meeting rooms for receptacles. It came in the 2017 code. It was in 210.71. It's now been relocated to 210.65. Hopefully, we've added some clarity to it. I like how it's written now. Makes more sense. 
now than it really did in the 2017 code, but you know, sometimes that happens. Things get in the code, and we, we get it in there of all intended good purposes uh, of, of what we're going to do, and it gets published, and sometimes we look back and go, because I said that a little different. Um, so, anyway, we will... Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, again, oh, I, I encourage you to pass around our podcasts uh, and let people listen to them. Uh, share them everywhere that you know, that you copy and paste them, whatever, anywhere. Um, appreciate you watching our videos and supporting us on masterthenec.com or electricalcodeacademy.com. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you listening. Um, and uh, if you ever need anything, remember, I'm here. I help thousands and thousands of people pass their exams. And you know what? Uh, interesting enough, uh, most uh, majority of them can pass by listening to my videos and or watching my videos and podcasts. Uh, but we do offer courses, and we we appreciate your support of the courses. Uh, they're very detailed, in depth, and I usually incorporate personal content into all of these courses at certain locations. Uh, that if I think it's a significant topic that will help you achieve whatever you're purchasing the course for. Um, we do have four-year programs available now. We are, I am slowly going to work on um, how we get those things um, accredited at a different level. Right now, uh, there's a big confusion on people understanding what the term accredited versus certification means. And all of them, you can get certifications from us, the corporation. Uh, but um, as accreditation is a voluntary standard uh, that many people misunderstand when it comes to that. So... Um, anyway, uh, we're working on a bunch of things behind the scenes. It's you know, it's not as easy as it appears, but hopefully you get something out of it, and we appreciate your support of Electrical Code Academy. Uh, for all of you that have purchased programs and our code change update newsletter, uh, I'm kind of spoon-feeding you changes with my personal uh, comments as well because everybody knows I'm very opinionated on certain things. Okay, that, that's all good. Hate me, love me, it is what it is. Um, so until next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. Every day the future's getting closer. Every day the future's looking bright. Every day is another beginning.